Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Science Faction. The only show where a scientist, a comedian, and a comedian scientist come together to discuss science. Comedically. Hello, and welcome to Science Faction 625. Science Faction, the world is fucked. Uh, it may be. But at least I wasn't forced to drive an electric car. I'll tell you what. Yeah, you would have hated their torque and quick responsiveness, their lower cost of ownership, the fact that you don't really ever have to fuel up because you just charge up at night when you're at your own house. And, uh, you know, things like less sound when you drive down the road and no emissions if you happen to pull into your garage. I was watching, uh, I was listening to a, a Skeptoid podcast, and they really debunked uh, a, a lot, you know, uh, and, like, every P, every anti-electric car vehicle meme I see, and, like, first off, this has to be coming from the oil company, because who cares this much to make a shitty meme about electric vehicles? But whatever. One of the main arguments I hear is that, like, well, what do you do when the batteries run out? And a good analogy to that on a regular car would be, what do you do when you need to replace the engine? You just replace the fucking engine. It doesn't happen that often. Yeah, and depending on where you live here in California, especially they're under warranty for like, just by law for like 100,000 miles, which, you know, that's like the life of an ice car anyway. And another one I've been seeing a lot lately is the, uh, yeah, what happens when there's a power outage? They act like the the pumps that fuel their their regular cars don't run on electricity. Like, no, you're not getting to your car. You're not fueling your fucking car either, you fucking redneck. And speaking of the redneck of this show, I'm none other than Billy Bob Timothy. And with me, as always, is my comedian, Mr. Damien Mercado. Damien, how you doing this afternoon? You might be a redneck if you have a long-term health condition because you refuse to get vaccinated from COVID. <laughs> you might be a redneck if you think Skittles is a fruit group. <laughs> You might be a redneck if you think solar power doesn't work because nighttime exists as a time of day. (laughs) Uh, And if you think nighttime exists as a time of day and want to up your science knowledge, go ahead and check out our Patreon. Search Robert Timothy on Patreon. You get a whole new episode of Science Faction every single week, along with this regular one that you get. Uh, go ahead and check that out. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. And a lot of people, statisticians especially, are very interested to know that after, Jesus, I think we're going on 26 straight years of this game, Damien has yet to win a single time, despite playing every single week. So those of you guys who have not subscribed uh, to the Patreon, go ahead and check that out where you can listen every week and be like, oh my God, I can't believe he just keeps losing. I have a whole album, by the way, if you sign up for Patreon of these, you might be a redneck one. Here's another one. Uh, You might be a redneck if you're not gay, but you regularly post pictures of the 45th president of the United States with buff muscles and uh, just a huge penis outline in his shorts. Uh, dear, let's move right on to science articles. From molecules to particles, this is science articles. I need to hear the science Larry the Cable Guy now. Like, what are you going to do? Get her educated! Get her confirmed. Get it. Get the science. <laughs> get her confirmed. Get her peer-reviewed. <laughs> All right, article number one. 
Pakistan is underwater, and it's complicated as to why. Uh, I mean, it has nothing to... Yes, yes. It's easy to blame years of predictable wet climate change, rising sea levels, yes. uh, shifting uh-huh. climate that has resulted in higher rain, average rainfall here. It's easy to do that, but it's more complicated when you factor in aliens. No, don't be silly. But a guy named Muhammad did leave his hose on. And <laughs> oh, man, his bill. Man, he has a GoFundMe yeah. up. It's Woo! All right, so if you guys are in the United States, we have underreported this story so drastically, it's crazy. I don't know if this is true in other parts of the world. I know you guys are a little bit better with international coverage, but Pakistan is in huge trouble right now. Like, it is crazy that this is not a bigger story across the world in terms of how bad it is like we're not talking about a little bit of flooding the united states is experiencing a shit ton of flooding right now in the midwest and the south and stuff Uh, and it's and it can be it's actually quite bad but we are not even in the fucking realm of what's going on in pakistan right now i can't speak for europe but we're pretty damn good at ignoring the plight of muslim nations bobby i don't know about you man but uh listen if india was going through this maybe somebody would have heard about this it's Absolutely crazy. So here's a quote. At least one third of the country is underwater. Scientists say several factors have contributed to the extreme event, which has displaced some 33 million. I'm going to repeat that. 33 million people and killed more than 1,200. Millions of acres of cropland, thousands of miles of roads, and more than a million homes have been damaged by the floodwaters. Like, this is a disaster on epic scales. And it is crazy that that it's not something that's more talked about. If you look at satellite images, it looks like Pakistan has become a fucking lake. Like, in the middle of where there was Pakistan, there is now a lake. And it is insane to think of because anybody who has any background of Pakistan knows that it's an incredibly densely populated country. It's landlocked. It's yes, it's not. It has 221 million people in a, in an area that's about the size of tw- two Californias. It's got everything from like mountains to low lying areas, and it's incredibly densely populated. So not only is this flood insane, and a third of the country being underwater is insane, but it's also more insane because that particular third of the country also happens to house way more people than any given amount of land we would expect coming from places that are not incredibly densely populated, like. Pakistan. I, I mean, the craziest part to me is that, like, you know, usually when something like this happens, when water devastates an entire community, even a densely populated one, you know, it's a coastal community. Yeah. For for a biblical flood to hit, yeah. uh, to hit, you know, a place that is so far from the ocean is... Uh, yeah, and it's not coming from the ocean, right? And so it's actually coming from their mountains and the rivers. The Indus River, mainly, the main river that goes through Pakistan, is basically overflowing its boundaries. And it's gone from a river, i.e. like a localized thing, to something that's like dozens, if not sometimes a hundred miles wide at certain points. So imagine like something that was once a river is just now a huge lake in the middle of your fucking country. And it's insane. And, and there's a, like I said, the, the reasons are very interesting. We'll go through some of them. They're probably things you wouldn't 
expect, not all of them at least, but like very, very interesting stuff. But but let's look at the human factor here. We are talking about a tremendous amount of people who have been displaced, a tremendous amount of people whose homes have been lost, whose farmlands have been lost. Oh, by the way, let's talk about what is going to happen now in, in the next couple of months when all of the sewage and raw, raw and like gross stuff that that water has now spread everywhere is then left when it dries up, causing tons of bacterial and fungal infections across the country. Oh, and by the way, there's no food to feed those people because the croplands were destroyed. Oh, and then you're going to try and rebuild in a country that doesn't have food or the crops to support them and is, you know, covered with however much mud and disease covering bacteria and they're not going to be able to get stuff into those areas in an incredibly densely populated area in which millions of people likely just lost their homes. It is a fucking international travesty. And it's not like they have, I mean, as far as like international aid goes, you know, they don't get along with India, you know, I mean, yeah. like, uh, for whatever reason, yeah, they're not, the international aid's not going to be, they're not Ukraine, you know, when, if this, if this right. should happen yeah. to Ukraine, that'd be Facebook status profiles. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely crazy. And they think, so it's a combination of a bunch of stuff. So obviously climate change plays a role in it, but more specifically, probably due to climate change, there were huge heat waves earlier this year in April and May with long with long periods of time of really, really high temperatures. The reason that's going to be a problem is obviously we know that causes more evaporation. Hot air can hold more water and holds more moisture. And then when they typically have their monsoon season, which is right now, that's a normal part part of their normal weather events, that monsoon is really, really bad and it dumps way more water. In fact, the the percentages are crazy. In some places, it looks like it got uh, three times the amount of rain they were expecting. In other places, as much as five times the amount of rain that they were expecting. But... It's one of those multifactorial things. It's not just that the high heats caused increased rain. One thing you may not know is that Pakistan is actually home to the highest number of glaciers outside of an Arctic country. So Pakistan and its tall mountains has a shit ton of glaciers. There's like 5,000 glacial lakes up there. And as this is going on and we got hotter and hotter times, more and more of those glacial lake melts came down during the summer as well, meaning the river was already flowing too heavy even before those heavy rains came in. Shit, man. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I think one of the most important things is like, uh, I, I, I mean, as most people know, uh, Pakistan's one of the top Tekken countries in the world on the on both the PlayStation and Xbox. I don't feel like there's going True. to be a truly competitive Evo competition this year, world competition. If Pakistan, I mean, there's going to be an asterisk next to whoever from Korea wins because Pakistan... Yes. I'm not, I don't know that they'll ever think they're the true champion. And I think that's the real issue here that's on everybody's mind. If you remember, we talked about like a lot of rain and excess flooding in Yemen a couple years ago, causing a huge outbreak of locusts, a huge locust swarm because they were able to breed a lot because of all the water. We might see something like that in the coming months as well, not to mention mosquitoes, obviously, like those pools of water as everything dries up. Like I said before, bacterial infections, contaminated water supplies because no open air water supply that was previously isolated and safe to drink and potable, that, that has now been contaminated with this overlay of nasty water, as well as pretty much everything. Everything there has been contaminated with nasty shit and sewage and the fucking reeking of dead bodies. All of that stuff 
has contaminated pretty much everything that water has touched, which, as we discussed, is one fucking third of that country right now. It's absolutely insane. And I would like to thank this story, as tragic as it is, for finally giving me an avenue to tell the world that I've been playing a lot of Tekken since COVID. And I, 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 I finally, uh, there was that bridge. I was like, oh, man, every each episode I've written down, like, how am I going to bring it up for the audience? Bam. Pakistan flood. That's my window. Uh, article number two, U.S. life expectancy decreases for the second year in a row after more than 40 years of steady increases. Yeah, I guess uh, the straws that broke the camel's back were uh, countless COVID and opioid deaths uh, gone unchecked for decade. Well, no, uh, uh, a decade for the opioid? Two decades? How long would you say the opioids would go? Uh, about a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there, there was yeah, actually yeah, when we were in high school 20 years ago. You know, I don't know. Was it was it a problem then, or was it just a problem nobody talked talked about? It wasn't nearly as big. It, it became bigger when they were able to prescribe uh, oxycodone for chronic pain. That was the big okay, thing that the the Sackler family got kind of snuck in. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, indeed, we've talked before about how heroin and stuff, uh, opiate use, was like starting to shrink the life expectancy. A mixture of that, but obviously, COVID was the big deal. So, in general, life expectancy has increased every year for at least four decades. By the way, likely before that, we just weren't always taking the best records and stuff. And that was going on steadily until 2020. We already had a study, and we covered it on this show, about how uh, 2020 presented the largest single-year decline of life expectancy in at least 40 years and the lowest life expectancy estimated since 2003. Because remember, we were going up, up, up. We crossed the whatever that number was at 2003, kept going up, 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 and then we hit 2020. We started pummeling down, and we made lost all that progress from up to 2019 and just shot down until we were at 2003 levels. COVID, but let us all also remember that COVID not only cost us uh, uh, years in our average life expectancy, but it also cost mm -hmm. us, uh, I believe, the only uh, angry storming off Patreon. It was our reporting That's on COVID. True. If it wasn't for COVID, I think they would have tolerated a lot of our nonsense for a bit longer. Also, I mean, let's not forget some of the martyrs of COVID. Uh, you have George Floyd and that uh, that really poor reporter who got caught doing what everybody does, which is jerking off in a work meeting, right? <laughs> but because we're in COVID, we got Zoom, and all of a sudden, everybody's got to see it and make a big deal. It's insane that he was allowed back to his job, Mr. Tubin. Didn't he also do like a uh, like a Monica Lewinsky thing that like really shamed her and like didn't paint her as the victim? Uh, like it was really out of touch. It was a poor take, like basically insinuating she was a whore. And then like for him to like get caught jerking off, like it was it was it was you know. <laughs> I don't know a man who jerks off at a work meeting. That's a man who loves his job. <laughs> yeah, I want to see what win. Okay, <laughs> I, pending judgment until I see what windows were yes. open. Yes. Yeah. If it's an Excel spreadsheet, more power to you. Like you, you get employee of the month. I don't care how you sate your ambition, but yes. you, the guy, guy produces numbers, guy puts up numbers. What do you want? So we have previously covered how, you know, 2020 was the largest single year decline in life expectancy in 40 years and locked us way down 20, 20, 2003. And we talked about how we were hoping, this came out in January of 2021, how we were hoping 2021 would obviously be, this was the year we turned it around. Because if you remember, right at that, the end of 2020 is when we got the vaccines out. And starting at the beginning of 2021, that's when regular people could start getting the vaccine somewhere around there. And so we're like, man, this, we're at, this is the light of the tunnel that we've been waiting for because we were fucking 
sweet summer children who didn't realize how dumb our fellow countrymen would be. So let me read a part of the, another part of the article. Despite the availability of effective vaccines, life expectancy continued to decline in 2021. Part of this is due to the larger number of COVID-19 deaths that occurred in the beginning of 2021 before many individuals were, were eligible for vaccination. But even once all adults became eligible for vaccination, many chose not to be vaccinated and even vaccinated individuals were not completely protected against highly transmissible Delta and Omicron variants. <clears throat> the study highlighted that significant racial disparities in loss of lifespan have endured throughout the pandemic. Between 2019 and 2021, non-Latino whites lost two years on average, while non-Latino blacks lost three and a half years and Latinos lost 3.7 years of life expectancy. End quote. Uh, the discrepancy is almost certainly there because of differential job status and then access to health care. So if you have to be a frontline worker, if you have to be doing stuff that is, uh, you know, check out at the grocery store or something like that, uh, then you are going to be more likely to be exposed and you are less likely to have good health care. So those kind of fall right in line with what we would have expected. Also, in addition to it, it's not all just COVID deaths, uh, not all just heroin deaths, though this does kind of touch on that a little bit. Here's back to quoting the article. The pandemic appears to have played a role in the increase of drug overdose deaths in 2020 and 2021, and increased mortality from conditions such as heart disease or diabetes may be attributed to complications of COVID-19 infections and or healthcare shortages and delays, end quote. So really stark and, and like shocking contrast. And yes, of course, we've lost a million plus people. Of course, that's going to affect our, our mortality numbers. Like, of, of course, we're going to see that it's crazy it's crazy to see how much that changed our society i'm actually kind of interested in whether or not it actually changes voting blocks and voting demographic demographics because a lot a huge percentage of that million plus people that we lost in the united states were elderly and elderly people in the u.s tend to vote very conservative i would be interested to see if that loss that sudden loss of million plus voters makes a difference in an election sense i think so and 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 I mean, I, I think this is somewhat also related to it. The same people who, um, uh, uh, you know, more conservatives died because, you know, in, in relation to, to people who were not conservative because, you know, they, they were wary of the vaccine. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's also going to be a big factor. But I think also because those same people uh, also listen to uh, uh, very conservative sources that tell them not to trust the election. So I'm hoping a lot of them just don't yeah. vote because they don't trust the system as well. So, oh, there you go. It's it's crazy to see what this has done to us. I'm uh, I'm very interested to see as life is kind of starting to, for the umpteenth time, peek its head back out. And I'm I'm interested to see what happens. We now have Omicron specific vaccines that are that just got approved and that are now now out. And so hopefully those make a huge dent in it, so that we don't have people who are vaccinated also getting sick and transmitting it. I mean. If it was just unvaccinated people, we would be in one spot. But right now we're in another spot because Omicron can has that breakthrough to get through our immunity. If those of us who are vaccinated all have Omicron specific boosters, maybe the stupidness of the unvaxed will kind of be less damaging to herd immunity. Is it, is it uh, endemic now? Like, is it just going to be like the flu? It's COVID season now. Are we? Yeah, I mean, to some extent, yes. Yeah. So the main danger of it, though, being that you catch it having a naive immune system that's never seen it before and overreacts to the spike protein. So, you know, having had it or gotten the vaccine will kind of change what that means to our society. Well, that's cool. A new flu. 
<laughs> all right, thank you, audience, for coming back for Science Faction 625, where you learned all about how Pakistan is underwater and why, and how U.S. life expectancy decreased for the second year in a row after more than 40 years of steady increases. Thank you so much for joining us, and come on back next week for Science Faction 626. If you watched your entire family and social circle get sick and possibly die from an easily preventable viral infection in 2020, and then choose not to get vaccinated and go on to then die yourself of the same preventable illness in 2021, well then, my friend, you might be a redneck. You've been listening to Science Fiction. Wait, that's not right.